hi honest money my question is about investing offshore like overseas with ETS overseas and um, taxing how do they get taxed exactly and when you file your tax returns as normal do you just list them there as one of your investment overseas or do you get taxed overseas is that how it works i'm really interested because i want to start investing in it but this was my biggest worry what an awesome question. I think, you know, a lot of people are, are a bit afraid about investing overseas because it's far away and they, they don't necessarily understand it. And, and it's really not that difficult. You know, as you were saying, you know, you could just buy some some offshore exchange traded funds, uh, ETFs and, 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 and make your life quite simple. So, so I think that is a really good route uh, is, you know, to rather buy exchange traded funds or indexed investments first and, and try not to start choosing individual shares because, you know, there, there are literally tens of thousands of shares around the world and it's really Really hard to become an expert on on all of them, so so exchange traded funds really good idea. Uh, I think the, the the thing to understand about tax there is if you live in South Africa and and you um, earn your income here, then you are liable for tax in South Africa on all of your assets and all of your income wherever you earn it and wherever it is in the world. So so that we call that a residence based tax system. So so. Yes, you must declare your exchange traded funds if you buy them and they are held overseas. You must declare them in South Africa um, every year. And what will happen is you probably won't pay much tax um, until you sell them because a lot of exchange traded funds, they won't pay out any interest and they won't really necessarily pay out dividends. Or if they do pay out dividends, they'll be quite small. So, so you know, your, your monthly or annual tax will be will be small. But... When you sell them one day and you've made a big profit, you, you are going to pay capital gains tax. And that would be the same if you bought a share in South Africa and sold it one day as a pro- at a profit, you'd pay capital gains tax as well. So so that's a, a very nice problem to have because it means you've made a nice profit and, and there you go. The, the, the question about whether you'll pay tax in, um, in, on an ETF in another country, I think it's a great question. Lots of people uh, miss that. And I think just to understand... If you buy an exchange traded fund that is that is listed on the American stock exchange or on the British stock exchange or on the Dutch or the, the, the German stock exchange, as an example, there is a chance that you'll be liable for tax in those countries as well. So, so be very careful of that. You're looking for exchange traded funds that are that are actually trading in a place like Ireland or in Switzerland uh, or in the Channel Islands, you know, where they don't tax non-residents. So, so that's a really important question to, to, to deal with. But, but, you know, a lot of the South African companies that offer offshore products uh, will be able to assist you with that or offshore exchange traded funds. Uh, so, so, yes, make sure that you don't pay double tax, but but really good idea. Good morning. I'm really enjoying the podcast so far. Um, so my question is, my mom will be will be retiring this year. And um, originally the plan was to take her money out of Old Mutual um, as it has extremely high fees um, and then um, put it into an annuity so that she would be paid out monthly. And she was planning on taking uh, the cash portion. But now with the crash, um, I was just wondering if you have any suggestions on what to do, because currently it's only a paper loss. But um, if she does sell and move to another company, um, then she will realize those losses. Um, and also in terms of you know, the cash portion as well, just wondering if you have any suggestions for her if she should be retiring this year. Thanks so much. 
Well, um, what a what a tough situation. You know, I think if, if someone's retiring, uh, you know, during this year and, and this whole stock market crash is happening, it's a, it's a really tough place to be. Uh, and, and I think my first comment there is just just be careful of viewing retirement as as an end chapter. It's, it's not an end chapter. You know, if, if you're writing a book, um, you know, retirement happens somewhere around, you know, the, the beginning of the second half or, 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 you know, two thirds of the way through the book. It's not the end. You know, a lot of us. When we reach retirement, we you know that could be at age sixty or, or sixty five. You know, a lot of us will will live to age eighty five and you know maybe even ninety five. So so that means that you know if your mom's retiring and and let's say she is sixty five, she's probably got at least another twenty twenty five years of life that that she's going to to be around for, and more importantly that she's going to be investing her money for. So so she mustn't just view this market uh, crash as an as an event that will destroy her capital forever. If she can, if she can keep her capital invested, um, you know, you're quite right. It is just a paper loss for now, and she can let it recover. So the two options would be to try and delay retiring from her company's retirement fund, if that's possible, and just leave it invested for for a period of time. If she can't do that, then then she it's a good idea to transfer it to a living annuity, uh, and and where she can take a portion of the cash. I think it's a good idea, but don't take too much cash. I think you know the moment she takes too much cash, that that is realizing those losses, and it doesn't allow the the capital to recover. So so my view is make sure that she's got enough cash to cover herself for emergencies and to to replace her car every five or eight years or whatever the deal is, uh, and then the balance can go into a living annuity. She should try and choose things like balanced unit trusts or high equity balanced funds to try and get as much of the stock market recovery as possible. And then she should try and draw as little as, as possible from her living annuity. And, and, you know, just to understand, the least you can draw from a living annuity every year is two and a half percent of the value of the capital. And I think that's a good call. You know, try and draw as little as possible now. Let the portfolio recover with, with the stock markets going up. And, and then she should be fine. But if she draws a high percentage now, so if she draws, you know, eight or ten percent now her, her capital will probably never recover so, so it's a it's a really good point it's a good question but uh, but yeah either delay the, the retirement from the, her retirement fund if possible or uh, draw as little as possible and, and and have as much invested in shares as possible thanks for the question thanks for listening to honest money if you have a personal finance question send us a voice note on whatsapp to 072-934 4218. That's 072-934-4218 and we'll do our best to feature you in an upcoming episode.